Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the John Sanchez Show podcast. The following program is sponsored by Sanchez Wealth Management. Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Further information is available by contacting John at SanchezWealthManagement.com or by calling 800-1801. John Sanchez is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Independent Financial Group, LLC, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Securities only offered in states John Sanchez is registered in. Now, the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH. Good Thursday evening to you. Welcome to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH. Pleasure to be with you. I should say good. Thank goodness. Uh, let me rephrase that. Thank goodness it's past 1 p.m. when this market is closed. How about that, Corey? Edge of Edge Realty to White Mart of Hometown Lenders. Forget about the day of the week. Just be glad that the market closed at 1 o'clock. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I need you two to get your stuff together. You're, you're ruining <laughs> yeah, my day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, poor guy. Poor guy. As my daughter says, lock your you-know-what up, right? I know, that's your saying yeah. to us. Lock it up. Lock it up, boys. You're screwing things up. Oh, my goodness. How you doing, Big C? I'm doing great. I I, I know you're doing well. You, you've been through oh, this yeah. before. So. Oh, thousands of Nothing times. Nothing forever. Thousands yep. of times, Mr. Millard, sir, how you be? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you know what a difference a day makes, right? Isn't it um, the truth? It, it was interesting, John. Yesterday, when I saw all the commentary, you know, from the Fed meeting and the anticipated half point, I thought, oh, "This is this should be an interesting day." But I mean, I couldn't believe it. I thought, I thought what happened today was should have what happened yesterday. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, you actually backed down. Yeah, I brought yeah. you up last night on the show. You, you, and I was mentioning the thirty-year mortgage, and it, it actually dropped a little bit yesterday. I think it was four tenths of a percent or so, four basis yeah. points. Yeah. yeah, didn't 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 drop today though. You 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 shot up twelve yeah. basis points. National average right now, thirty-year fixed mortgage according to Mortgage News Daily, five point six two percent. Yeah, yeah, and it was just a week, and it was just just uh, not last week, but the week before we were saying it was uh, remember five point one two seven or yep. something. So, yep. you know, quite a bit, half a point. You know, you've gained over a half a point just in in less than two weeks. Exactly in the rate, yeah. in, in the, the rate. rate, in the rate. Yeah. <laughs> Again, none of us, we've all been around the block a long time. None of us have ever seen this type of action uh, in, in interest rates, right? In, in condensed down into a short period of time. I was mentioning, I don't remember if it was, I was talking to a client or if I mentioned it on the show last night. But I said I was looking at the two year and, 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 you know, it had a big shoot up like it did today. You know, today it was up 11 basis points. I said, you know, for those of you that don't follow the bond market, let me let me educate you a little bit here. The shorter end of the curve rarely moves, right? It moves a lot less historically than the 10 year, the 30 year, that type of thing. And to get like, I mean, like I said yesterday and, and let's just use today, 11 basis point increase on the 10 year on the two year treasury. That Dwight, you correct me if I'm wrong, but you'd be lucky to get that in maybe a five-year time period in normal conditions, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah, well, literally, well, and you get in in one day. 
Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, what we're seeing, I, I don't know, John, if I've ever really seen this type of no, movement, this no, reaction, this whipsaw back and no, forth, and it's just—it's it, hard to, it, you know, it's just really, really hard to get your finger or on whatever it is you you get you you know you, what you've got to tell your client, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. who wants to call the client back? Sure, you know, I mean, sure. we do, but you know, it's here. It is. This is this is where we're at. So this I think is where the, we're at. Yeah, yeah the, the topic you created is timely to discuss, and you know it's 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 a yeah it's it's an interesting market. You can only just sit back and go, "This is interesting, right?" Because you can't do anything about it, like Corey right. says. You know, yep. this, this is interesting, and 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 watch how this evolves. Corey, I think the audience could use your your calm voice and words of wisdom to express, as you always like to do when things get like this, about controlling things you can control. So, can I can I trouble you to to give the Corey Edge words of wisdom? Well, I mean, that is my mantra. If you can't control it, don't worry about it. But the problem is with this type of stuff, you can control it by choosing not to participate. That, <laughs> yeah, leads, to, that leads to other ramifications for all kinds of things. So yes. it's a it's a tough, you know, and um, just like in your world, even where I'm sitting in the real estate side, it's it leads to a lot of stress in people because they don't know what decision to make. If you can imagine being a buyer for the last however many years, it's buy whatever you can, and now all of a sudden overnight, it's like, I don't know if I want to make an offer because yeah, yeah. what if it goes lower? What if yeah. the rate, like it's just, you've completely, you know, I said it on Tuesday and not to be over dramatic, but the world has changed in the last 30 to 60 days as far as our worlds, you know, are concerned and, and you got to change your thinking because if you think that, if you think the same way you did, you know, up through December of last year, you're going to get run over by a steamroller. So Boy, are you ever? You got to be careful and understand that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, guys, uh, you can't say that we haven't, uh, you know, laid out this scenario leading up to this, right? Uh, we knew coming into this year was going to be a crazy year for a number of different reasons, and and Lord knows it is it has absolutely happened, and, and today was no different. Let me uh, let me back up a step and let's let's tell everybody what we are going to talk about because. It was a, it was a terrible day. I'll get the bad news out of the way, and then I'll tell you our topic because you'll understand our topic a lot better. So, when I made the show tease up this morning at about what, guys, nine thirty or something like that, um, we were down. Oh, I'm going to guess maybe six hundred, seven hundred points at that level, and so uh, it, it, the, the indicators just showed that we were not going to really get any kind of a rebound um, at that point. So I went on the on, on you know kind of out on a limb and said, "All right, you know, the market's closing down negative. The bond market is having problems, etc." And Lord, Lord knows that we did that. We lost a thousand sixty three points on the Dow. Now, 3.12% loss to 32,997. NASDAQ, a 647 decline, 4.99%. Let's just round it up to 5%. What the heck? 12,317 close level there. S&P down 153, 3.56% to 4,148. Now, back to the topic. So yesterday, as Jason and I indicated, you know, we had one heck of a day yesterday, right? We had the Fed interest rate decision, which Corey and I and Dwight, we're going to talk about it from their perspective. Um, the market, you know, rallied. We had a 932 gain yesterday on the Dow. So we wiped that out today. NASDAQ rose 401 yesterday, wiped that out today. And the S&P rose 125 and we wiped that out today. Um, now, why did the market rally yesterday? Well, again, it was a short cover rally, as Jason and I said over and over and over again on the show last night. When one day does not begin a trend. We're still in a bear market. Uh, one day does not begin a trend. I said today is going to be very important, and Lord knows that we failed absolutely today. 
So we, the market got excited yesterday because Mr. Um, uh, uh, Powell indicated that you know there's no plans for a three quarters of a percent increase on the Fed funds rate. They you know they raised it a half a percent yesterday, going to give us two more half a percents, and then the unwinding of the balance sheet is going to begin June first, and and then accelerate until three months later when they will accelerate it to ninety five billion dollars a month of unwinding. And again, to back to you know your guys' point, we, we don't know what this is going to look like once that starts happening. So today, what, we, what we're dealing with on the show is this. How is the housing market going to handle these higher rates, right? We can see the stock market reaction. Will the housing market be any different? Probably not. And again, Corey's the expert on this, as well as Dwight. We are starting to see, as I like to use the farming analogy, some some cracks in the egg beginning to happen. So that's what we're going to discuss tonight. We're going to use tonight, folks, what we thought would be the best for you is we have really no set agenda. We're going to kind of focus on that topic overall. But I think the best thing that we can do, and you've heard me say this on tough days like this, is let us just kind of do a little smorgasbord. Let us take a little bit off of each dish here and talk about it. Because we have a lot of cross currents going on. I know many of you are scared. You're nervous. Um, and, you know, we're here to kind of, you know, calm you. Not kind of, but we will definitely calm you. And the most important thing, of course, that I can emphasize, and I'd love to go around the horn with you two and, and get your opinion on this. But here's my opinion. To survive times like this where there's so much uncertainty, where you are scared, you don't know where the economy is going, you're seeing your 401k, your brokerage accounts dropping, mortgage rates rising, you're fearful of your house value you know, plummeting after all these great years of returns and so on and so forth. Um, the best thing that you can do, the very best thing you can do, and I'm not saying this to brag, but please tune into this show every night. Do not miss it. Listen to our podcast. We cover so much information and in literally 22 minutes of actual talk time. Uh, you got to go back, go to the podcast podcast, listen to it again and let it really saturate. Tell your friends and your family about it because unlike, you know, CNBC does a great job. They have people that are in the trenches every day on there. That's why it's my favorite news channel when it comes to the stock market. But, you know, as far as radio is concerned, I, you know, really guys, I, I don't know any other daily show, whether it's, you know, uh, locally, definitely not anything locally, but definitely nothing nationally that brings, you know, close to a hundred years of experience uh, between all three of us, you know, to the table every night. And this is what you want. You know, I, I heard one comment today, Corey, um, they're interviewing, and I forget who it was, it was early this morning on CNBC, a money manager. And uh, he, he said something along the lines like, um, yeah, I'm getting advice from from my money managers who were in grade school the last time that, you know, that we had a recession. It's like, yeah. boy, oh, boy, isn't that the truth? There's a lot of young minds out there not saying they're bad, but they just don't have a lot of the experience. And so that fuels into this uh, this volatility and things that we go on. So tonight, again, we are we're just going to we're, we're going to have an open forum table. Don't know where this is going to go, but we, I can promise you this by the time the show's over, you will have again a thorough understanding of what happened today and really what's going on in the markets overall, both on the real estate, the mortgage, and of course, the stock market side. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.
Later today at 6. You're looking for pom-pom dancers? The Great One. I'm not it. Mark Levin on News Talk 780 KOH. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH with Corey Hedgevich, related to White Millard of Hometown Lenders. All right, let's roll up the sleeves and let's rip the Band-Aid off and get down to this bad news today and give you an explanation. Heck happened once again a one one thousand one thousand sixty three point loss on the Dow three point one two percent Nasdaq down six forty seven four point nine nine and the S and P down one fifty three three point five six. All right, let's hit the commodities and then in the interest rate side, and then we'll come back to the stock market. Oil was quiet twenty three cent rise one hundred and eight twenty a barrel. Uh, that's going to start stinging the consumer uh, you know, very badly at the pump again, hitting back up around this level. Considering we were down below a hundred for the last couple of weeks. Uh, gold, no flight to quality here. $6.90 gain is all. $1,875.70 an ounce. And Dwight, um, here we go. 15 yeah. basis point increase on the 10-year treasury. 307 close. Yeah. But before you get give us your perspective, let's run through the rest of the maturity so we can get an idea that it wasn't this the 10-year. It was everything. Two-year, up 11 basis points, 272. Three-year, up nine basis points, 291. Uh, the five-year, up 13 basis points to 302. Um, and the 30-year, up 16 basis points at 316. So look at guys, you have the five, the 10, and the 30 all above 3% now. All above 3%. And, and again, not much of a spread between any of them. Now, you can say, well, we, we now we're not inverted on anything at least, but that's about the only bright side of this whole thing. So, Dwight, let's go into the mortgage world. What the heck's going on? Well, I mean, you know, you didn't get much of a, of a, a break yesterday because, you know, a lot of the action yesterday was later on in the day, you know, I mean, yep. as, it, as it went through the day. So I think it was just a wait and see how this morning came out. But everything we gained yesterday, John, we lost just like you did. Sure, everything sure. and then some. And then so, some. I mean, we are are really sitting in a in a tough situation where people are trying to juggle between qualifying with these increased rates. I just want to give a, a, a little bit of uh, information here to where rates are really sitting, so people have, have an understanding. Right now, your conventional thirty-year fixed rate, uh, basically with the best credit score, the best profile borrower, you're up. You're in the upper mid uh, upper. Fives, as you pointed out, with mm-hmm. Mortgage News Daily at five point six two, you're under seven hundred credit score, John. You're in the upper fives, if not the low sixes. Oof. Okay, I mean, if so, if your profile is less than what Fannie and Freddie think is perfect, you're now flirting with the upper fives, if not lower sixes. And John, I was I was doing some pricing today on jumbos. So you know, we've been talking about how jumbos, the pricing on jumbos, and according to Mortgage News Daily, is you know can be less than the conforming loan sure, program three quarters. Right now. Yep. But if you are not one of their solid borrowers, here's the key. If you're not that solid borrower with a 760 credit score putting 20 25% down, I mean, today I was looking at rates in jumbos, John. And now, again, I'm taking the less than perfect client. Mm-hmm. You're at six, if not into the sevens. Oh. Never, I haven't seen sevens for a very long time. And, and what qualifies and so, as a jumbo level now again? Uh, anything above 647, 200, it, you know, and, and again, it, you know, so if you're trying to put and, and where this all came up, John, is I got a, a client that's looking to try to just put 10% down on a jumbo. 
Well, these jumbo investors just don't want to play in that in that no. sandbox anymore. They want more skin in the game. They want higher credit scores. They want you know they just want more down payment. They want to lessen their their exposure. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to give them what they want, then they're going to penalize you in the rates sure. and the cost and things like that. But the other thing, John, that we're starting to see that people have to be aware of is we're losing products now. Go to Nevada Housing. We're losing some of those bond programs now. You know mm-hmm. they're cutting back their their contribution levels. You know, it used to be able to get a 4% grant. Well, now we're down to two. So you're starting to see some of these products be eliminated or even tightened up. And for the first time in a long time, John, I'm seeing outside of the box, you're seeing negative price adjusters if you're in the state of Nevada. Nevada and what Florida is, have been... What does that mean? Talk English there. That just that mean? means that they don't, they don't like what they're seeing coming out of the states of Florida oh, and Nevada. Because okay. like if you remember back in the 05, 06, 07, mm-hmm. remember I used to say, we, we've, got, we've got these negative adjusters just for being in the state of Nevada because right. it was so right. hot. It was yeah. so hot. Well, now you start to see them again, and then if, if somehow you start to see a correction, then we're gonna, they're just going to elevate those negative adjusters. You know, so it's almost like the, it's... Uh, okay, so let, let, let's pause there because I think you probably piqued a lot of people's attention. So... What this mean again in, in English to why it is Nevada and Florida are being viewed by you said by Fannie Mae? No, no, no. These are these are out of the box programs. These are these oh. are out of the box programs. So Fannie and Freddie, you're not seeing any price adjustments. Okay. On your on your FHA's, your your, your Fannie Freddie's, your VAs. So what do you mean by yeah, out of the box? You probably won't see any of those. But outside the box jumbos, um, oh, okay. anything that you know you, you go out to a, a non QM investor. I, and again, I hadn't seen Nevada listed as a negative pricing adjuster till just today yeah, when I was researching some of this product. So, so Corey, I mean, what is that? Saying, yeah, good. No, 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 go ahead. That's it. Uh, so, so Corey, let's bring you into this conversation. So, does that tell you, as a real estate broker, that these these investors are now saying that that the Nevada and the Florida markets are overvalued, and therefore they want a much more you know amount of or much larger amount of skin in the game, as Dwight said, from 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 your perspective, and then we'll get Dwight's perspective on that. Yeah, and I think the the jumbo market is notorious for changing on a dime. I mean, as soon okay. as they have any panic anywhere, they will Good start point. raising all Good that point. stuff especially the non-QM. So, you know, I, I would take it with just for what it is. It's it's the, the scariest part of the market, and when they see things, then they're going to change real quick. If Fannie Mae came out tomorrow with the same adjustments, then that would be sort of worrying because they okay. usually let things play out a little bit longer. Um, and it's usually kind of hindsight, right? It's kind of – it's like the, the monthly or the quarterly report that we all joke about. By the time Fannie Mae tells you you're in a bad market, you're already down 50%. Like everybody knows you're in a bad so, market. So let me ask you guys, let me ask you guys this, I, and, and I'm putting you on the spot, so I don't expect you to have an answer. Out of all the sales, let's say, you know, in 2022, how many of those do you think were jumbos? Like ten percent, five percent. I mean, is this a big percentage? With with the medium, the reason I'm getting to that question that with the medium price rising, you know, at near this you know six hundred thousand mark, it's not you know it's not much to be in a jumbo, right? I mean, Corey, a, a seven eight hundred thousand dollar house is very common nowadays, and that's in the yeah, jumbo. Yeah, and range. I think and Dwight knows much better than I do, but you got to remember, you probably still have twenty five to thirty percent of the market is cash. Okay, a lot of that is concentrated at the higher end. Okay. Um, so when you take that portion out and put in there, you know, I don't know, Dwight, what do you think? Maybe 20% of the market's actual jumbo. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I could say, I'd say 20 or just slightly under 20, John, but okay. you, you are correct. It's a moving target upward, yeah. Yeah. Which, which just puts additional pressure. And I think that's why the jumbo 
market, the jumbo investors, which, you know, really there's probably eight to 12 legitimate jumbo investors out there that really, you know, I mean, some of those big aggregate, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, things that you know, you know, Chase City and all that. But they're getting out in front trying to get, you know, making sure they're protected. And I, I just think that's what it is. They're seeing more and more of this coming, becoming a uh, uh, on the books. And if memory serves me correctly, the last time that we have gone through through this, where again we're being viewed as an overheated market, it was not long until we, we Dwight we started to see other uh, um, uh, other investors and back to again kind of the the household names begin to tighten up a little bit, right? Do I remember that right? Didn't the market kind of look at what these jumbos are doing, and then everybody falls suit it, later? It was all not, of them. Not, it was the mortgage insurance companies, yeah. the insurance companies. Go. They didn't like California, Arizona, Nevada. Okay. You know, you remember those hot ones? Yeah, yep. Utah yep. fell in there. So, yeah, yeah, that was back yeah. in about 06, 07 when yeah. we were just, yeah, 300 people on a waiting list out in the yep. subdivisions. Yep, yeah. yep, exactly. Debunking the liberal left and big government Republicans. Dan Bongino, weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk 780 KOH. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH with Dwight Millard of Hometown Lenders, Corey Edge of Edge Realty. 1,063 loss on the Dow, NASDAQ down 647, S&P lower by 153. All right, I got some stats, guys. I want to go back to the stock market for a moment, then we'll return back to the bond market. But I've got some stats I want to share. Um... If I show you or tell you the the year-to-date numbers, I want you to kind of focus in on these because this is really just part of the picture, right? What's really more important from an analysis of the market perspective is where are we from a 52-week high? I think that's much more relevant than where we are year-to-date. Okay, so listen to these numbers on a year-to-date basis. I'm going to start with the Dow side of things. All right, year-to-date, the Dow's down 9.2%. So from our 52-week high which was, oh, I didn't write down the date. Bear with me one quick second here. Um, From our 52-week high, as I looked that up, um, we are down 3,955 points. Think about that for a second. Almost 4,000 points. That was January 5th of of this beginning of this year. We are down 3,955 points, or 11%. So see, year-to-date, we're down 9.2, but off of our high, we're now down 11%. Now, the reason I want to go through this exercise with everybody is because you're now, again, hearing more and more, we're in bear market, we're in correction territory, we're in this, we're in that. And you're going, well, wait a minute here. You know, Sanchez said we're only down 9.2% on the Dow year-to-date. Well, yeah, but we're down 11% from our 52-week high, which is where you measure to determine if you're in a bear market, which is defined as 20% decline or more off of the 52-week high, or a correction, which is where it's defined as a 10% decline off the 52-week high. So I want to clarify that a little bit. So Once again, we've lost 3,955 points on the Dow since January the 5th. As far as the NASDAQ is concerned, we've lost 3,895 points, down 24% from our high, our 52-week high, which that was hit on November 22nd of last year. So down 24%. What is that, guys? That is a bear market, right? North of 20%. We're now in a bear market. And then we look at, and, and by the way, the S&P is down 13% year-to-date, uh, or excuse me, the NASDAQ is down um, uh, 21.3% year-to-date. So again, down 24 from its 52-week high. And finally, the S&P 500, we hit that 52-week high on January 4th of this year. We are down 672 points from that, 14% decline. Year-to-date, the, the S&P is down 
13%. So see how these numbers look? And this is what the traders look at. And in the, in the portfolio managers, this is what they look at. They don't, they don't look at the year to date. They look at where are we from the 52-week high. And the last one I wanted to mention is the Russell 2000. Uh, we hit that high on November the 8th, and we are down 587 points, 24%. So it matched the NASDAQ from its 52-week high. And again, that's bear market territory, and it's showing only down 167 year to date. So the point of bringing this up, if you look at these, the, you know, the NASDAQ and the S and, or excuse me, the NASDAQ and the Russell, this weakness really started towards the end of last year. And I think a lot of people, guys, are really starting to, to, to forget about that. They're thinking everything just happened in this year, but that's why I want to kind of run through this exercise is saying, look, this weakness really started. It's, you know, we're, we're going on, uh, what, four, five, uh, you know, basically five and a half, six months uh, of this weakness. Now, here's the reason I want to say all this, besides I think it's very interesting data. If you're wondering why I'm not in a bad mood today, I, I want to just lay everything on the table with you and tell you what I personally am feeling. You know, someone that's done this for a hell of a long time. And like Corey said, been there, done that, you know, as anybody that has experience in this business. I am not concerned. Okay. What I'm seeing, and I, and I, I love today's action. I know you're, you're going to think I'm crazy. You've heard me say the analogy a million times. You make money in the stock market by running into the build, the burning building when everybody else is running out. Today, Jason and I ran into the, build, the burning building. We did some buying. I did a ton of buying in my own personal account today. Um, we did a lot of buying for our clients today. And you may think, well, wait a minute. Why, why are you running into the burning building? Folks, this market is, 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 it's out of whack at this point. You know, to your point, Dwight, it, things just don't make sense. In the bond market side, they're not making sense in the, in the stock market side. These algorithms are absolutely in control. And I'm telling you, it, this, this was, today was, you know, we, we always use the analogy of flushing the toilet when we say, we're, when, we're in, when we're in these down market conditions and we, we say, we need that, that last flush, right, to just scare the hell out of everybody. And then that's when the institutions step in and start buying. I'm going to say that we got three quarters of that flush today. Right. If you if you were sitting behind these computer monitors as I am and you saw the selling action and the abrupt selling action and so on and so forth, you would have said there's panic in the streets. This guy's is feeling very similar, very, very similar to what we faced in um, when COVID hit in, in February. It feels very similar to what we felt in, in 08, the, you know, the latter part of 08, where there's that panic, where everybody is extremely negative. Turn on the TV, turn on the radio, listen to the market pundits. Everybody's like, there's more to come. There's more to come. We're we got another 10% correction. We've got another 20% correction. Real estate's falling apart. Sky, skyrocketing mortgages. Everything is so negative right now. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say it's not. Like you said, Corey, it is what it is, right? We The, the, the Fed has, you know, <laughs> screwed up this economy so bad right now that everybody's in panic mode. But I'm telling you, if you can bypass all of this negative news, sit back and, and literally, you know, I had to do it again today. I shut my dog on TV off. I, I, I put it on mute because I got so sick and tired of hearing all this negativity on CNBC. Again, every person they had on there, bad, 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 bad. Well, I'm telling you, after going through a lot of bad, 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 bad markets in 29 years in this business, I wish I had a dime for every time I had the you know what's to step into this market when everyone on TV was saying it's going, you know, the world's coming to an end, essentially. And I wish I would have stepped in then. Well, I'm telling you, I'm stepping in now. I, I am not running from this market. Our clients are not going to run from this market. 
take a look at some of the names that are out there. It, it, it is mind boggling how cheap some of these names are. Now, you still getting a lot of people saying the market is overvalued. It's still this and that. Sure, it may be, but that doesn't mean it can't go up from there. But I'm telling you, if you can get rid of these headlines and, and all this bad news that's out there at this point and just look forward to summertime, I'm telling you, you just got to look through all this at this point and get yourself to around July or August and think where we're going to be at that point. We could be 10% lower from here, 20% lower. I, 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 don't, I don't know. But generally, you know, we don't usually drop more than 20%. Sometimes we get in that 30% range for a brief period of time. So again, we may have a little bit further to go. But if you are a long-term investor, which you should not have a dime in the stock market, I don't care if it's a stock an ETF, a mutual fund, unless you have at least a three to five year horizon, you are going to find incredible bargains, right? Corey, if you were a stock market investor instead of a real estate investor, this is when, this is like an 08, 09, or I'd say maybe a 2010, when you and your group were out there on the courthouse steps and you shared those stories with us on this show, out there buying when when everybody was panicking and losing their houses and everything else. And you guys were, you guys were, were savers. You bought houses and you made, I'm assuming, a ton of money on them. And that's the same opportunity that I feel we have ahead of us here in this stock market. You have two choices, folks. You have two choices right now. You can succumb to the pressure of Wall Street who wants you to sell at these low levels and scare the hell out of you with all the bad news and the Fed's all screwed up and everything else. Or you can be a stringent, disciplined investor and say, you know what? We've been through this a million times. And, and when there's blood in the streets, I guarantee you Warren Buffett's out there buying right now. I promise you he is. And this is when you need to be buying right now. Again, not saying we don't, we're, we've hit the bottom. I don't, I don't, who knows? No one knows if that's the case, but all I'm telling you is there's some incredible buys out there and don't let the streets scare you right now because they want to scare you. They want you to panic and sell out and, and book this 25% loss year to date and freak you out and not get you back in the market. Don't do it. Don't do it. Take the other side. The glass is half full, not half empty. Corey. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think even when you go back to real estate, I got a couple points going back to our discussion about the mortgages and Fannie, Freddie, and the rest mm -hmm. of them. There's a lot of people out there, especially in our industry, that are the first thing they remember is back to 2007, eight, nine. Yes. Let me tell you right now, this is not that. Mm -mm. If you look at the mortgage market back then, and not to bore people with the details, but back in 2006 and seven, the private label mortgage-backed securities, which is basically anything not backed by the government, were 50 to 60 percent of that mortgage market. As of 2008. They're basically wiped out, which means the government has funded the majority, if not 100 percent, of all the loans since. That's important to know because what led to the massive devaluation back then was those private labels, all the games that banks were playing, this, that, and the other. It was just a house of cards. I'm not saying that there won't be some pain here, but it's not going to be another 2006 and 7 based on the mortgage makeup. It's mm -hmm. the government whether you love them or hate them, it's not going to let that happen. Nope. And and just mark my words, it's just, it's not going to happen. Nope. Um, so don't let people scare you into making decisions based on something that hasn't happened yet. The other thing I thought was interesting, John, is I think people just need to relax and look back. We're up for the past two years, yeah. I think close to 38% mm -hmm. on home prices. Mm -hmm. And so to use super round numbers, in April of 2019, the average was right around 400 in April of 2020, the average was right, still right around 400. In 21, it went to 500. In 22, I just got the April report, so I won't let the cat super out of the bag, but we're really close to 600,000. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, going into the pandemic in 19, everybody thought the market was overheated. We were close to 400,000 on our average. Everybody would have been happy with that number. 
A year later, two years later, we're at 500. Now everybody's happy with that number. Now we're at 600. You're happy. Remember, this is all relative. If you go up 38%, and even if you come back 10%, right. <laughs> people will lose their minds. But bring it yeah. all relative. You'll still be, again, using super round number math. Sure. You're still at 540,000 based on you being super excited to have 400,000 just a year previous, if that That's makes right. sense. That's right. And so, the same analogy for the stock market, Corey. Look, look at the, exactly. yeah, the, the same gains over the last three years. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Great, 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 and, great, great point. Yeah. So I, I would say just real quick, if you're not in the immediate need to buy, sell, do all that other stuff, this is just noise. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. cycle. Yeah. Forget about it. I mean, it, if you do it, have to sell, if you have to sell or you have to buy, I'm not pushing my personal services, but I can just tell you, you need someone that has experience in these markets because your strategy completely changes when the market starts to go down. Amen. Um, it's just a different way of doing things. And if you get somebody who's never been through this, which is the majority of the agents these days, uh, there's mistakes that can be made and, and just uh, game plans that are put together that are not made for this market. Unless you have a time machine, yeah. then you can go back. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to order one of those if I could. All right, yeah. hold that thought. Great, great, great points, Greg. Tonight at 9. The government should not be cramming down its particular vision on anybody. Ben Shapiro on News Talk 780-KOH. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780-KOH with Corey Edge of Edgerility. Phone number, Mr. Edge. 673-6700. And Mr. Millard of Hometown Lenders. Phone number, please. 858-4444. Perfect. All right, Corey. I want to. Uh, I want to go back and I want to commend you on on your your words of advice there. I think those are uh, very very timely words, as always, that come out of your mouth. Everything you say makes so much sense. Dwight, what do you what would you like to add to Corey's comments about the uh, the overall situation? Well, I, you know, I, I totally agree with with Corey and what we've seen. I mean, there there's nothing out there that suggests or indicates that we're even close to a market crash. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you start to see a softening or a correction, I mean, there, you know, there are a lot of people saying that this decade-long plus boom is running out of steam. Yeah. But on the on the t- on the heels of this, though, John, let's keep in mind the majority, the largest cohort of millennials which is the largest generation, are between 29 and 32 right now. The average first-time home buyer is 33. So, I mean, you've got a whole group of, uh, a generational group getting getting ready to get into their home buying years. So, mm-hmm. it's just, I, I mean, you can sit here, and it's like you said about the stock market. Okay, so in three months, if we're down 6%, is it the end of the world? No, it, it may allow some people who sat on the sidelines to come in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, we still have the inventory problem. Rents are up 17% year over year. You know, there's, there's basically a 2% vacancy factor. So there are people going to be looking for homes. They're going to be, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. going to be more qualified and probably even stronger candidates. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just not, you know, it's not something I don't think to panic about. To Corey's point, if you don't have to jump in and buy or sell, then maybe you just wait a little bit and see how this thing plays out a little bit. So. You, you know, you both bring up extremely, extremely valuable points. And, and, and Corey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point the finger to you when you said this is not 2008, 2009. And I'm so thrilled that you brought that up because so many people think that it is, right? A lot of people don't, still don't understand what happened. We, we all know what happened. But you're right. It's apples and oranges. Folks, when you get into a situation like we're in right now, and we're, 
we are not sitting here saying the economy is, is, you know, in a joyous mood by any stretch of the imagination. Inflation is here. The Fed is doing every, not doing everything they can, but the Fed is aggressively raising interest rates to combat inflation. These are transitory type of things, folks. And that's one of the reasons why I am so doggone bullish. And I feel like I'm on an island out there by myself because inflation is transitory. It can come down. It will either come down for one or two or both reasons. And it's really simple. You and I as consumers go, you know what? To heck with that. I am not spending $15 on a Subway sandwich, right? Uh, I'm not paying. My wife came home from Walmart yesterday and said, my God, you know, a gallon of, uh, of milk is up to $6 and some change. And I mean, last time I went to the grocery store, it was like three something, right? I, I mean, those are the facts. So we as a consumer will go, you know what? I'm not buying the five gallons of milk at a time. I'm going to buy one gallon and, and I'm not going to buy the sandwich. I'm going to hold off or I'm going to buy a six inch versus a, 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 a foot. Take you, take you through life. So we could, the consumer can bring inflation down. And then secondly, um, the Fed has a million tools in their toolbox. They can bring inflation down either through rising interest rates or many, many other things that you don't even have an idea of what they can be doing. And I want to emphasize this. I said this last night. I want to wrap up the show with this tonight. There is no incentive for anybody to keep driving this market down, 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 down. The incentive is for this market to move up, for the consumer to feel wealthy, to buy real estate, to buy cars, to do everything else. And don't forget, to Jason's point, we have a midterm election coming up. Biden is freaking right now because of inflation, because of the stock market down. So let me tell you, I don't think the Fed's going to do much after mid, mid, midsummer. I really don't. I think they're going to let things chill out, and that's where we're going to get our big rally. That's my philosophy. Gentlemen, as always, incredible job. Man, I wish we had another two hours to talk. We've got a lot of things to mention, but great job tonight, as always. We'll see everybody tomorrow night for Non-Farm Payroll Friday. On air, online, on demand. News Talk 780 KOH.